Hello and welcome to the Bookie Podcast. We are back again with another chat shit episode. Um, I am joined. Well, I am joined by both of the the, the original trio this week, but um, Grivo is just selling some fish, so he will be with us shortly. But uh, Chuck has returned after his his week off. Um, what? How are you, my friend? Hello. Um, I'm very good, mate. I'm actually ecstatic. Um, I feel I feel top notch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've just I've just finished work. My last shift was Sunday. Um, had a had a good day today, and it sort of sunk in that I'm that I'm done now, and like the next stage in my life is about to is about to kick off. So I'm feeling I'm feeling top notch, mate. Yeah, How are you? Um, sorry, gone. How are you? Oh, yeah, I'm very good, mate. Yeah, very good. It's nice to have the three of us back again. Um, it's been a couple of episodes of, well, one was just yeah. you two, and then last week was just me and Sam. Um, it's been a long time. I've actually like all day. I've been really looking forward to this pod because it's yeah. just been. It, it's felt like a really long time since all three of us have been together. Yeah, and we've got quite a relaxed vibe going on right now. So we're both sort of sat watching the football. Like normally, I sat in my bed, chilled, relaxed, but. It's quite nice having the sport on in the background, to be fair. It's, just, it's, like, yeah. it's like we're together in someone's living room, chatting, drinking beer and watching football. Yeah, watching the Croatia-Spain game. It's uh, nearly finished. 5-3 uh, three, uh, to Spain. Uh, it's been a quality game so far. It has been. Um, I hope people are in the pub saying things that you two guided them to say. Two weeks ago, yeah, yeah, sound, totally. sound advice you gave. Very, very sound advice. Did you en- did you enjoy the pod without us? Did you? Be I a bit did. I did. Um, I don't. I must admit, I don't always. Oh, Spain are through. Two sacks. Oh, is it the post? Sorry, yeah. you're behind me, aren't you? Yeah, I'm. I'm Sorry, I'll shut up from now. Yeah, no, but um. <laughs> I must admit, I don't normally listen back to the pod because I hate listening to my own voice. So it's nice to listen to just you two talking and bouncing off each other. And I think you did a very, very good job. Um, Sam at one point said he didn't think it was a very good pod. It wasn't like like the usual pods, but I thought it was exactly the same. I thought I was, I certainly laughed a lot at the the things some of you two were saying. Maybe there are some jokes that only only I would understand. I don't know because we've got that relationship already but i certainly laughed a lot i hope other people did i they listened to it well i i thoroughly enjoyed doing it enjoyed hosting uh hope you enjoyed my erratic style <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. i did i love the bookie break that's probably the favorite part it's just absolute <laughs> chaos stories all over the place <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and you you boys did a pub without me um last week because i couldn't join um it was an interesting one. I listened today. <laughs> um, the the bit where you the bits where you get talk, talking about um, like when when's best to have a beer. That's that's prime Biffy podcast. Yeah. Some of the shit that you said beforehand <laughs> was <laughs> questionable. I can't wait till Sam gets on to ask him about his little little ex barman sprinkler technique thing. <laughs> I, know, yes, I knew that was going to come up. I was thinking, when he was saying that story, I was like, Charlie's going to ruin you here. Cause... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll definitely go back to that when we uh, when he joins. Um, 
But yeah, I thought I felt that last week I I enjoyed it. I think a third person, i.e., you or one of our special friends, would have would have added a little bit more to it. Um, and like like you said on that pod, it was because of COVID and not really been out drinking much. It was hard to actually think of those amazing times to have a pint like the airport pint. So I don't know mm. if you've got any. Have you got anything you want to add to when when's a good time to have a pint? Well, that 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 first beer garden after covid was yeah. incredible yeah there was a lot of hype behind it but it was incredible yeah um sam, sam i found it interesting actually sam really likes the third pint i i um, he convinced me he, he turned me on that one but i'm i'm enjoying hot day first pint oh my god there's nothing more refreshing is there well i don't know whether he meant third pint of a sesh, I'm not sure. Perhaps yeah. can clarify on that, but definitely, certainly, first pint in the sun is is up there. Maybe it means when you when you know you're going to be having a proper sesh, that first one yeah. is quite nervous. Yeah, that second one is still quite nervous. I'll get it down quickly, and then you're on to the third. You're in. You're in the swing of things, and you're on the third pint. Yeah, I get it. But hot day pint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great exceptional. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you've um, you are you've been interviewing, haven't you? Uh, Sort of today, yeah. Um, we are we're recording on we're recording on um a Tuesday, a Monday. Sorry. Yeah, I I won't say who it's for, but I've been inter- interviewing for um and performance analyst job, which I've said on the pod before is sort of like my G- dream career pathway. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was I was really pleased with how the interview went. Um, it was quality. Um. I don't. I don't know if I get the position, and even if I don't, I was really pleased of the account I gave myself, the research I'd done into the role, um, and I, I think it's putting me in a really good position to, if I don't get this one, get the next one. Yeah. Um, obviously, everyone at the Big Podcast wishes you well, wishes you luck. Um, we've already. I don't know. We've said on the podcast. We've certainly said to you how much we admire the sort of career you've chosen to do I'm always fascinated by you when you're talking about that sort of thing um, and you're clearly very passionate about it especially yeah, that, well, it's, that Poland video it's been a tough path <laughs> it's been a tough path it has because performance analysis jobs they're, they're not easy to come by there's a lot of competition like today's interview uh, I was one of three being interviewed out of 40, 40 applicants so I feel very proud of myself for that um, but it's it is what? a tough path and there's not a yeah. lot of money in it but it's something I'm really passionate about so um, I, something I really want to get to be honest. It's one of those really annoying careers where to get the job you need experience but yeah. to get experience you need a job Yeah. So where, yes. where are you going to an interview like oh you haven't got enough experience it's like, but it's like well, I would do if you gave me the job I'd have experience then wouldn't I it's like yeah. it's one of those, you can, sometimes you can't win, but that's that's, that's life, really. That's life. Um, life. Got to work it through. We have got to work. And here at the Vicky Podcast, we'll we'll um, we'll... yeah, exactly. We've taught you quite a lot already. Uh, about fifteen episodes worth of solid, top class tips, and more to come <laughs> today. Um, but first, obviously, it's the usual. Uh, it's the Bicky Breakdown, where we talk about uh, the news stories from the week and 
any random stories we found in the news, and I've definitely got a couple to talk about. Um, anything from you? News story? No, I've relied on you for this bit. You got me. That's <laughs> fine. I'll take lead. That's fine. Um, obviously, one I can't talk about right now because I want sort of sand to be involved in that, so I'm sure we'll come back to it. Um, but there was a story there. They found the f- there was a three thousand year old body, um, and they worked out he to be one of, if not the first uh, ever victim of a shark attack. <laughs> what <laughs> from three from three thousand years ago? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, archaeologists or whatever whoever looked at these things were baffled by he had like something like 70, 80 obviously marks all over his body. And yeah, they worked it out to be they were they were shark bites or they were teeth from a shark from, from a shark bite. So he from three thousand years ago he could possibly be the first ever victim of a shark attack. <laughs> Such bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. I wanna know how they get to these conclusions. Maybe yes, he's been done by a shark, but the first ever. The first ever shark victim. The first ever recorded, obviously, that would be. But yeah. Huh. Right, how, well, how do you work out that a body is 3,000 years old? Do it by the bones, don't they? Bones and teeth. Um, yeah, they're still baffling. Where, where was it found? Um, good question. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about the Vicky Bro- breakdown? Just talking about dead people. Right? I just sort of look at headlines. <laughs> I don't really go. <laughs> <laughs> just really read the story. Well, that was the headline. <laughs> but one I have read into, actually, another story. Uh, obviously, it was recently Father's Day, not the weekend, just gone the weekend before. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sky News did a little poll, a little bit of research to find the greatest dad joke. Oh, okay. So I'm going to tell you what the greatest dad joke is, and then we, we, we'll sort of um, see if you've got any dad jokes to bring to the table. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Sam's dad's got plenty of dad jokes right to the table. Yeah, we're asking when he gets here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so, without further ado, this apparently is according to Sky News. I don't know how, who they reached, who they asked. Probably a load of absolute weapons, but... I once hired a limo, but when it arrived, the guy driving it walked off. I said, excuse me, are you not going to drive me? The guy told me that the price didn't, didn't include a driver. So I spent £400 on a limo and had nothing to show for it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> was that the greatest one? Well, that's the greatest dad joke. Yes, that it's, is a good one. it's a good to be fair. Uh, there are some others on this list, but I'm I'm going to open the floor to you first. What? Go on, give us give us a good dad joke. Oh, I'm feeling nervous. I'm not very good at jokes. Um, did you hear? Did you did you pick up on Sam's on the, on last week's pod? Yeah, um, Chesty Cough. Chesty Cough. I, I, he, funny, you, he, he? he had me on there, didn't he? He had, he had you done. He had his dusted. fishing rod out from his fishing job and he had me on. Um, all right. Um, what do you call a duck on drugs, addicted to drugs? Uh, I don't know. A quackhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah, great. <clears throat> um, I've got another one for you. Yeah. Um, but it's important, actually, because you recently went to Barbados. Yeah. Um, did you find out how much a pie was? No. <laughs> no? Well, I've done my research, actually. 
and yeah. a pie in Vallevados is four pounds. A pie in uh, Jamaica is three pounds. <laughs> He's gone already. <laughs> <laughs> but a pie in the Dominican Republic is two pound fifty. So I've been following the pie rates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, that was worth it. <laughs> that was worth it. Um, yeah. Other ones on the Sky News list. Um, two guys walked into a bar. The third guy ducked. <laughs> a classic. <laughs> Old school. That one. Old school. Um. Oh, this is a classic. This is this is one from my dad. He definitely told me this as a kid. What do you call a blind dinosaur? Um, do you think he saw us? Yeah. Yes. What do you call a blind dinosaur's dog? Do you think he saw us, Rex? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, if you ha- have a father's, jo- father's Day or a dad joke that you want to share with us, do... Either email it in at bickypockets.hatmar.com, which is just not being used at all. So probably more likely you're going to DM us or comment on one of our posts, which we've been getting a few. So yeah, yeah. do anything of that. Um, let us know your favourite dad jokes or let your dad let us know his favourite dad joke. Um, I look forward to hearing what Sam's got to bring to the table. He, he's on the video chat with us and he looks very, very stressed. So I think he needs to hurry up and get in the pod because we're having a great time over here. Yeah, we'll tell him a few jokes when he gets in. Yeah, yeah, I'll bring, I'll keep this on my screen, and uh, I'll tell him a few more. I'll, I'll do some new ones as well that you haven't heard as well. All right. Um, only other thing I was going to talk about, which I can talk about with you, to be fair, because you're getting into the to rugby a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the Premier Finals at the weekend. I don't know if you saw any of it. I don't know if you took time to watch it. Didn't watch the game, but I I followed the result. Probably one of the best games I've ever seen. Yeah. From a rugby fan, I'd, yeah, it would have been good if you did watch it because I think, as a, as a neutral, as a non-rugby person, you would have had a appreciation for rugby from that game. Yeah, because it's well, one I... of those. Go on, go on. I said it's one of those where obviously rugby is quite can be quite a complex sport if you don't know how to play rugby. But that game, <clears throat> it almost didn't really matter if you knew the rules or not. You could just appreciate what was happening. Yeah, and I think. I think everybody can appreciate Joe Marler as a human being. <coughs> His interview yeah. at the end. Yeah. Quality. I love lamp. I love <laughs> loud noises. I love lamp. If you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually a one. That is a one. Not everyone might know that reference, but yes, <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, yeah, Joe Marler's quality. He does a lot for mental health as well, which we fully appreciate on this pod. Oh, is this a Grievo? Is this a Grievo just joined? Even fellas? This is a wild Grievo. <laughs> How hey, are we? We hey, are Grievo. good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm Grievo. good, mate. Yeah, yes, Chuck, yes. <laughs> what happens if you touch Dwayne Johnson's butt? You hit rock, you hit rock bottom? Hey! <laughs> oh! That's Come in on. the room. <laughs> right, just to summarise the Bicky breakdown to you. Oh, um, yeah. Basically, I found a new story. They found uh, a dead body from 3,000 years ago with right. about 70, 80 sort of marks all over his body, like where it'd been, they thought it had been stabbed. Apparently, they worked out it could be the first ever shark victim. Shark attack. Yeah. That, that's quite thin, interesting. 
<laughs> He's back, baby. <laughs> and then, uh, as Chuck told you a joke there, we uh, it was Father's Day recently, obviously, and I found a, Sky News did a little poll to work out or discover what the best ever dad joke is. Oh, nice. Um, I'll tell you the dad joke now. I'm, I'm sorry to the listeners. You're going to hear this joke again. <laughs> <laughs> this is for Grievo's benefit. Um, I once hired a limo, but when it arrived, the guy drove it and walked off. I said, excuse me, are you not going to drive me? The guy told me that the price did not include a driver, so I spent £400 on a limo and had nothing to show for it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, yes, could you, um, can we have your best dad joke, please? Oof. Um, Pressure straight into it, but yeah. That's that's big, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, I, went to, um, I went to a zoo the other day, right? And you, honestly, I paid like 50 quid to get in. So I was expecting a top zoo, right? Mm-hmm. And I got in there. There was only one dog in there. It was a shit zoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, we would like your father to, to message in. Okay. We, we definitely feel he's got some good dad jokes. Yeah. Funnily enough, I actually spoke to him the other day. And um, there, was, there was mention that he may want to appear on the pod at some point. And <laughs> that, could be, okay. that, that could be interesting. <laughs> I'd either be a guy to Clash of Clans or a guy to, <laughs> a guy to bring in Sam up. <laughs> or, or bring in Sam down. Or bring in Sam down. <laughs> <laughs> well, it normally is. <laughs> um, but yes, that, that, you've come in at a good time because that sort of summarised the Bicky Breakdown. We're about to end the Bicky Breakdown there. Unless you've got any new stories of your own. Um... Well, I was just flicking through the gram, and yep. I saw that. Um, did, did either of you watch Gogglebox? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, a couple on there. Uh, one of them's called Pete, the, the big, the, the uh, larger bloke. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's, he died over the weekend. Oh, really? Fucking he did. So it was a short illness. Apparently, he was 71. Died with his family around him, which is nice. But That's rest good. in peace, Big Pete. Legend. Um, mm. That's mad, that show. Coming famous for watching TV. I love it. I do love watching it, and I think it'd be hilarious if, if I was on it. Everyone says that. Mm, but... oh, I, I wish you were on Google Box. Yeah. yeah. But... Um, yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll wrap up the Vicky Breakdown there, then. Um, good one, that one. Good dad. Can we, make a, can we make a pact on the next Vicky Breakdown that nobody dies? Yeah, okay. can, no death stories. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Next> breakdown. <laughs> um... Before we get into the full episode, we're going to, as we said on the last pod, we have been doing a Euros sort of beer advent calendar style thing. Um, and we're going to do another live tasting on this week's pod because we, we just love drinking beer. So, yeah, we're going to go with the Dutch beer, which we weren't probably weren't necessarily thinking we'd drink this early on. Um, they lost to the Czech Republic. Um, no one predicted that pre-game, but Chuck sort of called it in-game. Yeah. But yeah, it's a nice sort of orange-gold can. Um, it's got an ostrich on it. I like that. And Chuck, like Chuck's, Chuck's going to tell us what it's called. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Broward... <laughs> Blondie. <How's> yes. <laughs> yes, blonde. <laughs> Yeah, it's a blonde beer. I do normally like blonde beer, so I'm intrigued with this one. 4.8%. Um, 
it's actually it's actually from Netherlands this time. It's not just a brewed in England, but given a, a Dutch name. So yeah, intrigued. Oh, there it is. Oh Ooh. shit! That was a good one. I'm still on bloody pushkas of, of hungry. Oh, boys. you're still on hungry, are you? You need to get rid I'm of that. I'm having the neck hungry here before I get from Belgium. Belgium. Well, I'm not <laughs> too much of hungry. Uh, right. Ooh. Wait, I'll just it's... get the noise in. That's interesting. Oh, that's lovely. Love that noise. Hmm, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I, I've actually been sipping um, while waiting. Yeah. And I've actually enjoyed it too. Um, again, it smells like beer, tastes like beer, but a good yeah. beer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I like a blonde beer, as I've said. Mm. I don't think it's not like, oh my God, this is the best beer ever. But it is a good one for just drinking whilst, you know, with your mates watching the football and doing a podcast. It's literally, I think it's built for that. I'm going to give it a just a seven, straight flat seven. I'd actually tend to agree. I, I, I would probably, if, if I saw it on a shop, I'd probably pick it up again. But yeah. I wouldn't go looking for it. No. That's my take. Well, if I was going to go to Amsterdam, I would not look for this beer. I'd be looking for other things. Get <laughs> <laughs> right, taken. There we go, it chugs in. Ooh. I like that. Yeah? I like yeah. it a lot. Give it a sniff. What's Never the aroma? You're, you're the aroma man. There's not a lot of aroma to it, to be honest. <laughs> um, Going for a third sip. I'm giving that. I'm giving that an 8.2. Oh, I enjoy that a lot, actually. Okay, it's got a little something, something to it, hasn't it? Unlike some of the others. Yeah. Um, yeah but... <laughs> that is the Dutch. Um, I'll still put it on the story, so I assume one of you got a picture before you next it. Yeah, I did it quickly. Yeah, nice. Well done. So yeah, that will be on the story at some point. <clears throat> oh God, good beer, good beer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were a respectable pod and you brought it to that you thought we were respectable yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes um, Chuck you wanted to bring up something with Sam from the previous drinking beer pod <laughs> done a beer pod right <laughs> Ooh, yeah how's that taste smells like beer tastes like beer <laughs> and then and then you're gonna chucking up tips. Oh, ex barman here. Chuck a sparkler on the end of your ale. It's a Any... sprinkler, actually. <laughs> oh. And yes, I am an ex barman. You are the barman of the group. I was a barman. <laughs> I <laughs> last shift was on Sunday, actually. Um, so no longer a barman. Um, but any ale. If you served up a pint and it's been sparkled, sprinkled, whatever, to them, <laughs> they're going to throw it back in your face. Sir. <laughs> I've had many a quest for the uh, sprinkler to be put on. So maybe, maybe so, it's a Welsh thing. It could be a Welsh thing. Mm-hmm. So a, a sprinkler would typically be used for a stout. 
um, or a um, one of your old boy drinks, your John Smiths, your Tetleys, um, drinks like that. But if from a pump, don't use one of them. It might have been a John Smiths actually thinking about. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now you said John Smiths, it makes sense. <laughs> Hence, ex barman. <laughs> We never played the um, experts on this pod, though, did we? <laughs> no, but we we will um, put a little take back from last week's episode. Then don't use a sprinkler for ales. Use it for John Smiths. Yes, yes, or Tatley. Um, yeah. Moving on to this week's episode, uh, this is something we have been wanting to do for a long time. Um, it was some. It was going to be our first ever episode, actually, after the introduction episode, but. The we had a lot of teething issues with the recording. Um, yeah, just couldn't get it done. So we are going to come back to it. It is a guide to cooking, which we are all excited about because it was one of our favourite ones that we had actually done. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, this is actually our third time of doing it. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> we did it. Did yeah. it on YouTube live, then redid it, and now we're doing it again. Yeah. Um, we did the originally did it with our special friend Brookside who can't be with us, um, and later on we are going to, um, well, he did a little voice recording for us, and we're going to discuss what he's spoken about, but first of all, we're going to get into it ourselves first. Um, so, cooking. you got home cooking, and you got pub food going out for meals, all right? This is more of a guide to actually home cooking, but we're going to do a little, little brief um, versus, head-to-head, of home cooking versus pub food. Um, what are we, what's our thoughts? Do we prefer cooking it ourselves? Do we prefer going out with our certain foods that we'd rather cook ourselves than, rather than have it out? What's, what's the thoughts? I prefer a home cook. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. I think the only benefit to a eat out, um, is not washing up. Yeah. Personally. Um, it's cheaper to eat in. Yeah. Um, and I, I honestly think I can cook food better than anyone else can cook food. So <laughs> I back myself. I rate that. I rate the confidence. I like it. I'm the same, actually. I I really enjoy our, our home cooking. I mean, the only reason I'd eat out or get takeaway is more because of the convenience, because I can't be bothered. But the actual food produced, I'd, I'd back myself too. I'm very much 50-50. I do enjoy a bit of pub grub. But mm-hmm. I do like getting new cookbooks and trying something that I've not tried before and adding my own little twist to it. That's that's what I like doing. Obviously, when you go to a pub, it is, it is what you order. Whereas when you're at home, you can do a classic, but you can put a bit of a twist to it. And you can add in your own sort of spice and your own little herb, whatever you want, wherever you fancy. Chuck a bay leaf in there, why not? Yeah, chuck a bay leaf. What, exactly. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had pub grub and thought that was amazing. It just is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, it's very satisfying, very settling. It's not like you know, oh my god, this is world beating. Mm. But it's I think, like... I, yeah, I think the thought of it is better than the actual it itself. Mm. Like it's definitely like a McDonald's. The thought of a Mackey's oh, is yeah. far nicer than actual Mackey's. Oh, when I have yeah. it, I feel like I feel like my heart is just exploding in my chest. Mm. I felt vile after it. Yeah, but before it, I'm like, yes, I really want a Mackey's. Um. Do do we do much cooking ourselves, or do our do our partners are the partners the main the main chefs in our households? 
I'll, I'll go in our house. It's it's pretty 50-50. Um, there's no designated cook who tends to work on who's who's working at the time. So the other person will cook for the other person. Like we've always, up until this point now, we've always had different shifts. So I work evening, she works days. Um, but on a Monday and Tuesday and every other weekend, she'll work evening. So I'll have to try and fit in cooking tea. Um so we sort of we sort of do it for each other at different times. Um, so it is pretty 50-50 in our household. Um, Molly is the cook really here. She, she likes it. It, it de-stresses her. So, and she likes her routine. So she knows that she goes to work, comes home, sees me for a little bit, and then gets to the kitchen and you know, enjoys herself. So, but I, I'm an amazing sous chef, 100%. If, <laughs> if you need anything chopped, I'm there. Um, I, I, I cook the meat and the fish. That's my job. And I, I'm, I'm a good tidier upper. So she does all the cooking and the spicing and all the stuff. And I yeah. just yeah. chop, chop, chop and clean up. Is that one of the nicest sounds in the kitchen, do you reckon? The... Oh, yeah. Like hot pan, yeah. onions or meat. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Any other sounds of the kitchen? Um, but no, the chop on a wooden chopping board is pretty. When yeah. you can get it fast, um, it is pretty. It is pretty special. Grieva, oh, how no. how do you deal with onions? Because this is always an issue for me. I how don't do, do onions. How do how do we how do we cut an onion? Because there are lots of different ways. I don't cook onions. I always cry. I've I've done all the all like spoon in the mouth, uh, goggles. I just can't do it. <laughs> um, I mean, my dad. <laughs> mentioned twice in this part of christ um <laughs> he, he was a, a chef in the navy for 31 years and he's tried to teach all the techniques don't cut the roots cut the roots cut left cut right i just cry can't do it <laughs> chuck what's your technique so my technique chuck the chop the onion in half Fucking and then crazy hold hold the onion the the half of the onion together keep pressure on it yeah, yeah. Um, all the way through, uh, lengthways, spin it, still keeping pressure so it all stays together, and then chop it the other way. So then you end up with uh, mini quarters type thing. Yeah, but get you've got to get it done quickly before the crying starts happening. <laughs> <laughs> I, spend, I spend too long unwrapping the onion. Yeah, I always I struggle I'm on shit that. I'm unwrapping an onion. I cannot. You, you've got to be a bit, be a bit brutal with an onion, um, as in you've got to knock it about because then the skin falls straight off. Same with a um, a garlic clove. Smash it first. Uh, chop the two ends, the bits that you don't want of the garlic clove. Give it a smash with your um, with your knife. So put the knife on it. Smash the knife down. Uh, it breaks up a little bit, and the the outer. Uh, outer shell stuff just falls straight off. You don't have to like peel it off. See, I go for easy garlic in a in a jar <laughs> just to avoid <laughs> all that nonsense. <laughs> it's uh, good for little, isn't it? That easy garlic, but it's too it's... vinegary. <laughs> Take like it out it. and you're like, <laughs> 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 another great sound from the kitchen. <laughs> uh, and our first top tip there: smash your onion before you cut it, before you peel it. Sorry. Smash it, yeah. Smash it and unwrap it. There's a few things you got to do that with. <laughs> if you want, um, 
you want the juice to sort of come out your lemon or lime, you've got you've got to give it a bit of a smashing and a roll. <laughs> smash and roll. Uh, Put it on a t-shirt. Picture an onion. Smash it, then unwrap it. <laughs> <laughs> merch. More merch ideas every week. Uh, right. Gosh, yeah, sorry. Sorry to deviate from your plan, Mister Vicky. Yeah. We love deviation. But, we love tangents. <laughs> with um, with what you're just saying then, and the whole eat out thing, it reminded me. How do we not talk about Mister Dominic Cummins on the uh, Vicky breakdown? What do you mean, Matt Hancock? Matt Hancock, <laughs> same one. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we, we briefly spoke about it last week. Me and me and Grieve over. Yeah, we didn't didn't get right into it, but uh. he did. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um <laughs> I watched the video as well actually. You mentioned it on the pod, didn't you? Yeah, it's crazy. You... <laughs> the... Oh, it's disgusting. Oh, it's when it's when he it's when he checks out the door to make sure no one's looking. Oh. Uh, I love I love when he just enters the room and then like there's no like hi, how are you? It's just straight into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, of half I don't well. know what she thinks. Money. <laughs> Money, probably. That's all yeah. she sees. Well, yeah. Um, do you think... I, I've got a theory that I think she had it recorded. Do you reckon? Mm, I heard that she's... Her fella um, is a is a millionaire. Okay. So why, why is she doing that? Yeah. Yeah, the reason most people try and stitch a politician up is to get money from the news story. Mm. So she's already got, you know, millions... Or half half off millions, then. Well, I don't know if she's married. That's ah, okay. uh, We're gonna have to delve in. We're gonna have to delve in deeper as the pods go on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it could be a coincidence, but Love Island starts tonight, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, did you? Uh, well, I mean, I don't watch Love Island, but oh, we're going right on the tangent here. Bloody hell! Um, the one of, one of the women going on it. Happily admitted that she was having an affair with someone who's got a husband, a wife, and kids. Oh yeah, I saw this. And she was like proud of herself. She, she so basically they were talking to her. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm not really having many girlfriends, but I, I uh, boyfriend, sorry, but I thought I, I thought I'd love at first sight with someone at work until my manager reminded me that he had a wife and kids. And she was laughing. And she went, "Don't stop me ringing him on a weekend when I'm drunk. No, does it? Yeah. I was like, oh, this is on national TV. It's an advert of yourself. What are you doing? Yeah, and the whole whole Love Island thing. Obviously, it's very beautiful people, and it's hard to know where I stand with that. Whether I agree that it should just be all beautiful people, but this particular girl wasn't even that good looking, was she? Like, no. she, like she wasn't even naturally pretty. She was just she's one of those who think just she's a wrong good looking, but she's not. Yeah. I want to see like an an average looking Love Island. Yeah. I want to see it just like Dave. From Salford, <laughs> just rocking up. I'd be called You'll Do Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, you'll do. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <I'm> cooking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One sound I was going to bring up before you we went on that massive tangent. Was um like a bolognese sauce pot lid coming off. Oh, right. yes, that's it. I like nice them. Something I like doing. <laughs> <laughs> Once you've popped one of those tops, oh yeah, 
press the button in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favourite things to do. <laughs> I don't have a Scooby what you're talking about here. Because <laughs> I don't you're not cook you no, like, like, like a curry sauce or a jam? Any jar? A oh, jar. The, the the jar, yeah, yeah, just a yeah, jar, yeah. just a lid. I'm not about like fingering bolognese. I'm on about like <laughs> the, <laughs> the, 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 the lid of the jar. Once you've broken the seal, it goes yeah. all poppy at the top, doesn't it? And yeah, you just pop that. Yeah, yeah, I got you now. Yeah. <laughs> fingering bolognese tonight on the, on your new island. Um, When's your WD? <laughs> Uncle um, Ben's had a good time. <laughs> Only last two minutes I had. Oh, brilliant. brilliant. Dad jokes running through the show. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that we spoke about uh, when we tried to do this the first time was, was what I was trying to hint at with the home cooking versus pub food is, Chug, you... You made a statement that you would you can cook a steak better than a steak shop, a steak place, and cook a steak. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. I know how I like my steak. Um, I like to heavily season my steak. I like to cook it in the garlic butter. But when when you have a pub food, pub grub steak, um, it is just <laughs> Grievo's going. Fuck's sake! <laughs> what are you going for? Look at his just snoring away. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Is he ruined the whole point? <laughs> uh, oh. We need to drink beer on more often. Rod, in your bed, mate. <laughs> <laughs> How long's he been doing that for? <laughs> I didn't notice it when you turned that story down. Oh, uh. <laughs> right, go on, Rod, in your bed, mate. Go on, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Sorry, Bob. Right, your steak. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's still here. He's such a noisy bastard. <laughs> he he ran off earlier. Rodney did. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was scared for my life or his life. Uh, <laughs> he um, I let him out, and we've got like a little fence thing in front of our door. Yeah, and I let him out. And there were some students there. I live in a school, for reference. Of the <laughs> um, I live in a school because... <laughs> I, live, I live in a school because my... Um, uh, Ridley is a, is a house parent, so we live in a flat in the school. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah I let him out the front door and there were some students there and he's wanted to say hello and he's just bolted it over the fence and gone and then he knows he's done wrong so he then won't come back to me because he's like scared um, and he's running in front of cars like he's running all around the school I've got there's a whole classroom of the like nursery classroom of under six is looking at me shouting Rodney Rodney come back um but yeah i eventually got him back by coaching him in with a treat i was throwing in treats and he'd sort of come to the first one and then throw him another one and he'd come to the second one and i went for the swipe and grab and i got him um so yeah there's another tangent for you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, back to your steaks 
Yeah, I can do a steak better than a steak out style. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'd agree with that. I'd back myself as well. Like, yeah. I've got a griddle pan. Mm. Oh, they're, they're next level. We'll get into yeah. that. Okay, sorry. No, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a what <laughs> Griddle band's inconvenient as a as a sort of implement in your kitchen, isn't it? Because they're they a bugger to put in a cupboard. <laughs> you can't stack it; it's heavy as yeah. fuck. Um, what'd you do with it? Uh, yeah, I don't. You know only use it once a month, probably tops. Yeah, um, but I do agree with the steak as well because even though you've got your levels of cookedness, you're well done. You're medium. You're rare. Um, Within those levels, it's got its own sort of boundaries. So someone's medium is not not the same as someone else's medium. Yeah. So when when it, when you say you want a medium in a steakhouse, they do it to their the chef's preference. That's not necessarily your preference of medium. So I agree that yeah, I can cook steak better than a steakhouse. We can all cook steaks better than a steakhouse. True. My um my father is a serial complainer when he goes out to restaurants. Uh, he once sent a meal back because there were. 13 pieces of scampi on it instead of 14 like it said on the menu <laughs> um and once he sent a steak back four times because it was medium instead of medium rare to be fair yeah. i can respect yeah. it see i can see another funny story sarah's brother did something similar right but he ate it all first oh so we it come out we had a we had a meal went out for a nice meal we all ate it no one knew anything was wrong Waiter comes to put, take the empty plates away. He goes, oh, I was your meal. And he goes, yeah, I asked for medium, but it was medium rare. But I ate it anyway. Just tell the chef it was wrong. And the waiter was like, what? You've eaten it, though. Like, what What do I do now? <laughs> you, mm. I'm taking him an empty plate saying it was wrong. Just, yeah, that was a weird one. I thought if it wasn't right, then send it back straight away. Why wait till you finished it? Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Don't trust him. Nah. No. Well, no, don't trust him now. No. Your brother-in-law now, isn't it? He is, officially. Mm, God. Lawfully. What? Watch out for him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm gonna keep me on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Conan, let's get, let's get on to utensils and items used in the kitchen. We've already talked about griddle pan. It's it's a bugger to put anywhere, but it's good for a steak. So, yeah, it's probably, it probably is an essential item. I would have it in everyone's kitchen. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Just good luck putting it somewhere. What when are your you're... thoughts on a peeler? Right, there's different types. Yeah. What's your go-to? I can't do the standard, just like a knife peeler. Mm. Can't do that. I have to use the ones that are like a horseshoe with the peeler across. 100%. I agree. Yeah. You're so, I'm, I'm doing it for the po- for the video, but obviously the pod can't see you. You just hold a potato and you just scrape it. You're literally just doing that and then turn the potato around as you go. Do you, yeah. want, to, um, do you want to know something rogue? Yeah, I don't. I don't peel. What do you do then? Nothing gets peeled in, in my house apart from a fresh ginger. But you use a spoon for that. Just sort of like scrape off the ginger skin. Um, but nothing gets peeled. A carrot, straight up chopped. Potato, straight up chopped. Nothing gets You're peeled. Psychotic. How do you do mashed potato? I don't do mashed potato. Don't like it. Fair. Why would I you have a mashed potato? It's just mashed boring potato when you can have a roasty or 
You can skin on roasties, do you? Huh? You can yeah. skin, skin on roasties. Yeah, the skin's nice. I, I, skin, I skin on roasties. I don't. That, I like skin on fries. I don't skin on roast. I've never. Well, I never tried to skin on roasties. To be fair, so I can't really say it's not good. Yeah, the skin gets crispy bits. It's, it's lovely. Chinese jacket potatoes. Yeah. I'll, what? <laughs> I'll try that next time then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, I peel like most veg. But yeah, I, yeah. I agree. A roasty, leave the skin on. The, um, a recent sort of thing that I've seen on TikTok, um, which I really want to try, is the smashed potatoes. Oh, oh we've so... got like a plastic bag and you just whack them with a, with a rolling pin. No, so you've got a, you've got essentially like a small new potato, and you boil, you part boil it, and you're doing it as if you're going to roast it, but then you lay it out on the, uh, out on the pan to go in the oven, and you just smash it flat like a pancake, okay. um, and then almost like roast slash fry it in the oven, flip them over halfway, and you get this, uh, thick crisp like potato. Ooh. I like the sound of that. We should all give it a go for the for the sake of the pot. Yeah, I definitely would. I'm keen. Oh, intrigue in the football. I'm well behind. Ah, oh. I'm not watching. I'm not bothered. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just saw it. <laughs> um, yeah, other other intriguing utensils. Um, I like a pestle and mortar. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I've never yeah. used one, but I like the thought of having one. I, I, I've got one. I've used it. I enjoy it. The heavier and the more inconvenient, the better. The yeah, it's got to be. It's got like full thick marble, just pointless. But yeah, I've got I got a nice marble black one, and oh, nice. it feels it feels good using it. Um, another thing on your sort of wavelength. That's really important when you're. Oh, Benzema scored. Is that Benzema? Oh no, other end. Switzerland scored. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, another thing that's really important when you're starting out your cooking journey, utensils wise, a sharp knife. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the one. A, a good set yeah. of kitchen knives is is the go-to. That's the first thing I bought when I think when we bought this house. Yeah. First- it- Makes you feel so masculine, doesn't it? Just yeah. a real sharp one. Um, do we do we like our knives in a knife block or on like a magnetic strip on the wall? Oh, the green. I've, I've I've got them in a drawer, but they've got individual sheaths. Oh, okay. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, the got, dream would be one of them. One it will be one of them mag- magnetic boys, though. I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd like the idea of it being on the wall. You just you just put it off the wall when you're, you're in. Good for yeah. being burgled as well. To be fair, it's just there, accessible. Um, so if you are nine years old and you're, you're home alone for the first time, um, make sure your parents have got a magnetic strip to put a knife on, just to protect you. It's <laughs> uh, a good movie that home alone. It's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you boys remember, but when on the last time we did the cooking pop, we briefly touched on knives, didn't we? Um, yeah. And we said about sort of like the the manliness of the knife sharpener. Yeah. Um, and none of us had knife sharpeners. And we sort of, we talked about the type of sharpener that your granddad uses at the head of the table um, on a roast dinner, the yeah. boy with yeah. the long stick. Yeah. Um, 
since we did that pod, it was my birthday, and Ridley bought me a knife sharpener. Oh, nice. And it's not one of them, but it oh. is an incredible piece of kit, right? It is a fantastic piece of kit. So it's got a little sucky bottom thing, and then it sucks the counter, and then you oh. just pull you pull your knife through it, and it, it sharpens <laughs> the knife as you go. Just a few, and it, it, it's really sharp. It, oh, it feels good. Do it every now and then just to get the knives like really, really crisp. Does it like does it chop up your chicken like proper, just smooth straight through? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I hate chicken. You got to fucking try and saw that because you got a shit knife. Mm. You just want yeah, no, get smooth. get one of these. I'll link you to it, mate. It it's, it's almost changed my cooking cooking life. Yeah, with that technique that I talked about with the onions. Yeah, uh, you've got to have you've got to have a sharp knife to go through them because otherwise you get to the last bit and then all your onions are breaking up because your knife is just pushing against the onion rather than cutting through. Um, but you've got to have the sharp knife to go all the way through it. That's Mike, Mike, mate, you stop crying, Grebo. If you have a sharp sharp knife, then you can get through it quicker, and then you won't cry. It's a thought. I'll give it a go. Film it. For the, for the gram, <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I think the big thing for me when it comes to your pots and your pans, there are two types of material, generally, for your pots and your pans. You can have your standard metal pots with the, with the black handles mm-hmm. and the black thing on the lid, the black little well, it's the handle in it, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah, something you you put your hand on, so yeah. Or you can upgrade yourself and spend a little bit more money, but have a little bit more enjoyment out of it. You can get like these marble sort of rock patterned um, pots. Yeah, which is what I've got elite level. That yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it make the food taste better? Bet it does. Hundred percent. Yeah. You don't. You don't even need seasoning because the the pan seasons it for you. You've lost me here. I have no idea what you're on about. <laughs> What's, what 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 saucepans have you got? Oh, um, like what material? What material are they? What are they made of? Metal. You've got a um, box handle, yeah. And then we've got this one pot, I suppose. Um, it's like a big. I was going to say the colour rather than the material. It's purple, like a ceramic. <laughs> sort of, purple. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's got a You've French... got a purple one. I've got a blue one. It's got a French name to it. Um, and it's just one of those, like, one pot does it does the lot pots. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the official advert? One <laughs> pot does the lot pot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, i got all those. Ours is blue. Purple's an intriguing colour. Is it purple? Bet... Is it more of like a maroon? Bet all yours are matching, aren't they, in your household, Percy? Um, no. No? <laughs> <laughs> when retired, I think I did tell a story on the last one, actually. So, you know, we were talking about when you move into a house, um, generally, we have nothing to do with the decoration and how it all looks. Nope. Um, if Molly wants to email in again, go for it. Come at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah so 
when deciding the kitchen, I made it very clear that the kitchen was my space, and um, I, I made it very, very, very clear that I would be choosing everything to do with the kitchen. I wanted sort of like red uh, kettle toaster saucepans. Um, she wanted duck egg blue, right? Mm-hmm. Made it very clear that I was not giving in. We were, we were, we were having red. No chance were we ever gonna have duck egg blue. In the end, we compromised and we got duck egg blue. So we have duck egg blue kettle and toaster. But I did get a red saucepan, so that's where a non-matching comes in. Yeah, you've so, got to use that all the time just to yeah. really, really piss her off. I yeah, I use it for everything. Um, it's not even big enough to to use for a whole meal, but I use it. I cook half and then I cook the other half after. So <laughs> <use it. laughs> yeah, I, I'm in a similar boat with the uh, the old kitchen matching. Yeah, um, we've got. Uh, I think it's I think it's cashmere, I think Ooh. toaster kettle, and a few other bits and bobs. And she generally said to me the other day, "So, oh, you never guess what? Great find! I found some cashmere salt and pepper shakers." <laughs> cashmere. I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a general conversation we had the other day. Cashmere salt and pepper shakers. Nothing what? in our kitchen is matching. We've got we've got one pan from my auntie that was a big wok that she was chucking out. There was one from mum that she was chucking out. There was one that I think we've had from the school. Um, so, yeah, everything's just sort of inherited in our but kitchen. Does, does each pot have its own sort of use? Like, yeah. You, you do this, so, so your mum's pot is always that certain food goes in that. Yeah, we we got we got a favorite pan, which is a sort of a a, a, a mid um, mid to large pan, and then we've got a real big boy, which we use every now and then, um, and then we've got more of a like a wok shape that we use a lot too. Nice. Yeah, right. <clears throat> I think one of the biggest first world problems in cooking is a, a non dishwasher safe. Oh yeah, I'm fortunate to have a dishwasher, and when you put ninety five percent of your stuff in dishwasher, and you got to wash a pot. Yeah, that, I, that, I, I can see that. I don't have a dishwasher, but I can see that would be very, very annoying. So annoying, and I can't be arsed, so I leave it to soak. And as you boys know, I love a good soak. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- three days later, Molly finally cracks and says, "You're moving out unless you wash the pot." So that that's a weekly routine. Yeah, also, does, does, does the soaking do anything, or is it just the common man excuse to as can't be asked to wash the pot? It just, it just buys time. That's yeah. what the soaking does. It's it's just there. It's just there. You you've done the job. It's there. It's like it's like throwing your dirty clothes by the dirty laundry basket. It's there. Yeah, I've done it. It's there. It's by the basket. What more do you want from me? It's another personal favourite. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing is uh non-stick frying pans. Oh, I love a non-stick, but not all of the ones that say they're non-stick are non-stick. You got, you got, no. you got to do your research on this, and you got to trial and error. You were going to go for a few frying pans for this, but it's worth it to find the correct non-stick frying pan. Is non-stick just purely for like food? Like, if you had like a sticky substance and put it in there, would it still stick? I don't, I don't well, know. let's have a go at that. By definition, it shouldn't, should it? Just thinking, like, if you pour some glue in there, would it stick? Would it dry? I think it would. 
Yeah, I feel like it's, it's food, food related. It's got a stick. It's glue. I feel like it's food related. Yeah. What's better, the sticky glue or the non-stick pan? <laughs> I think the sticky glue. Sticky glue wins. Tonight on Mythbusters. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, another top tip. Make, do your research and get a proper non-stick frying pan. Just because it says non-stick like, doesn't mean it is non-stick. I like to have at least one pan in the arsenal that um, that is a sticky Um because sometimes when you're when you're doing a stir fry or something, just generally like something fried, your sticky bits on the bottom can be really nice, like sort of crispy bits that add yeah. to the meal. Yeah, I do see um, that. I agree there. So sometimes a, a, a stick, a stick pan, can be the way forward. I can appreciate that. But um, you, you've you've got to constantly be moving. You've got to constantly be stirring. You can't afford to keep to to let your eyes off that pan. No, no, definitely not. Cooking, so you got to give you full 100% attention to cooking because, yeah, it can all go very wrong very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, And we will leave you there for the first half of this show. Um, It's been a, been a, been a roller coaster so far. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it will continue to go that way. So we shall see you in a little while. You are listening to The Bicky Podcast. I hope you're enjoying this episode. If you haven't already, please send us some feedback to thebickypodcast at hotmail.com and even give, off, give us a follow on Instagram at thebickypodcast. But for now, back to this week's episode. Enjoy. As soon he's just sorting, sorting his dog out, as you all heard. Very, very annoying dog. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, welcome back to the cooking pod. I hope we've given you a lot to think about so far. Um, if nothing else, you're going to be thinking about Love Island. So there's that. True. Um, yeah, I mentioned it earlier uh, that when we first recorded this, we did it with our special friend, Brookside Mountain. Um, he can't be with us, unfortunately. He is busy. He's doing teaching things. Um, but he did send in a, a voice note, which uh, we have listened to, and we are. I'm going to play it now, and we're going to break it down after. Hello, boys. Brookside Mountain here. Uh, apologies that I'm not able to attend the pod today. Uh, I very much would have liked to be part of it, but life gets in the way sometimes. Uh, on the pod, when we last recorded, unfortunately, the viewers were never able to hear it. We spoke about my amazing cooking skills and my... Uh, knowledge that I have all about food. Uh, one of the topics we talked about is favorite things that we like to cook. And I said about how my favorite thing to cook is uh, chicken, uh, sort of in a Nando's way with chips and broccoli in kind of a healthy way. So I use paprika, I use Italian herbs, cut into a butterfly, cut for the chicken. And then I have a certain way of how I cook the chips as well. I just want to know, go to meal. You boys have got someone coming around, you're trying to impress them. What food and what meal are you going for? What are you cooking for them? Let me know. Yeah, so very rightly he said we we spoke to him. He he is not a Michelin star chef. 
Um, he's not. No, he thought he wouldn't even uh, get a gold star in school for his chef skills. No, he thought uh, tuna soup was cooking uh, yes. when we when we first met him. So yeah. he's he's come a long way. He he thought uh, toast was like French cuisine. Yes. Yeah, um, but he has improved. Um, he, he, you know, he, he's lucky in that the fact that his mum loves cooking and sh- and she does do an incredible roast. She certainly does. We have sampled on many occasions. Um, but I think since getting his uh, partner and he moved out for a little bit during lockdown, I think he did try out a few new things. And he said he tried his uh, Nando style chicken. Yeah. Um, and he knows how to cook chips now. He does. He, like, he, actually make them out of potato. Yeah. <laughs> he does make them from scratch, yeah. Not just open the pack from the freezer, pop it on a baking tray and stick it in the oven. Um, but yeah, it's, as you said there, um, what is our go-to meal to cook? Uh, I, I'm assuming he's meaning like a dinner party, which at least the question a certain way, because there, there's a meal I cook for me and the wife... Yeah. Which I'd love to cook, but if I was having a proper dinner party, I wouldn't cook it. I cook something different. Okay. So we'll we'll go. I think what he sort of asked is because he said that people were around. So we'll go with a dinner party. What what meal do you cook at a dinner party first? Um, one of my go tos and a, a favourite and a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Is um, I like to get a breast of chicken, chicken breast, yeah. or just a piece of chicken. Um, make a slice in it and put some cheese in there. Mm-hmm. Um, various cheeses. Uh, depending on taste. I then wrap the chicken in bacon. Right. And then cook that through. Um, that's sort of the main protein of the meal. Um, and then I'm, I'm, I'm very good at asparagus. Actually. Okay. It's one, it's one of my, um, my, my favorite, uh, vegetables and one I, I, I cook well. Um, I then probably either go for like a really creamy, nice, um, mashed potato. Or, like, roasties, depending on preference. Like, if Chuck was coming around, I wouldn't do the mash. But, you know, I'd asked before. Um, and something which my mum taught me, which I've taken on to adult life, is a, is a mushroom sauce. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good at a mushroom sauce. Is that like, you blend the mushrooms? No, you just chop the mushrooms up. Um, and then you get um, single cream, pretty much. Um, and then you season the cream. You heat it through, put the chopped mushrooms in so they all infuse, and then you put it in a lovely little jug and uh, yeah, pour it over your, your chicken and bacon and cheesy thing. That does sound rather delicious. It's uh, good, mate. It's good. Um, I would ask you to cook it for us, but we're going around for a barbecue when we come around yours, so I don't expect yeah. anything of that level at a barbecue. Well, there will be quail. Well, there will be quail. Yes, there will be quail. Yeah. Um, if you know, you know, because I see Chuck looking at us like he doesn't know. I Hello, know. Chuck. Welcome back. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> we were just thought... talking about um, Jamie, his, his voice coordinate that he sent in, uh, about yeah. how much of a rookie chef he is, but how he's oh, improved. Yeah, he's sort of improved in the last year or so, especially moving out. Um, and he sort of asked us, what, what meal would we cook if we had people coming over? So, so I interpreted that as sort of a dinner party meal. So I got yeah. a favorite meal. I got. I said I got a favorite meal. That I would cook for just me and Sarah, but I got. I wouldn't cook that meal if I was having a dinner party. There'd be a different meal I cook. So what would you cook for a dinner party? Is what we're going to go for. 
I don't give a shit if it's a dinner party or not. I'm going to cook my favourite meal you and I'm going to cook a fat off curry. Rater. Fat off curry. Maybe yeah. a couple different ones. Because um, yeah. you was on the last one, you you uh, had a go at um, an onion badger, hadn't you? Pr- prior to the last previous pod that we did, of, of cooking. yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, onion uh, a pakora. That was it, a pakora. Yeah, yeah. I I like the Indian food. Um, I like a bit of spice. I like, what I also like with the Indian food is the fact that you can have a couple different curries on the same plate and have a lot of differentiation. Uh, in there, you can have a spicy one. You can have a little paneer curry. You are psychotic, mate. So, I mean, if, if you're cooking it, fine. But do you do that? Do you do that on the takeaway? Yeah. No, you're psychotic. What you just have one at a time? <laughs> well, you don't. You don't just all put it in and just do that. You know. What no, I've you ordered is mine. I don't mix them, but they're on the same plate. No, but what? No, but what I've ordered is mine. You don't. Like, do you try someone else's? curry that they've ordered no no i no. I agree with you um, um, okay that's the, fine that's fine then. the only exception is that me uh me and ridley we will like order a joint order and we'll share each other's but any more than that i'm not sharing with them yeah because why i've ordered is why i've ordered i've got this dilemma coming up right um yeah. and i want to know your opinion on it so my favorite restaurant in taunton is a tapas place um and you get small little tapas bowls they're sort of like they range between about three pounds each to to seven pounds for your sort of like your steak bowls you can get a really nice limpets one actually it doesn't sound nice but it's banging um and we're gonna go on like a double date soon there me and ridley with another couple and i'm not sure how i feel about it do do you, do you just order in your couples or do you order joint meals? Because if we order all together, I'm going to be looking at that other couple and go, don't you touch those fucking limpets because I want those limpets. <laughs> See, tapas is a dodgy area because yeah, it's yeah. sharing food, isn't it? Natu- naturally, yeah. tapas, you do share, yeah. But I'm very of the belief that what I've ordered is what I've ordered. Yeah. Fuck off. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one. Um I have to put it to a poll, I think, um, on the Instagram story. Okay. I have to get, have to get the listeners involved. Um, when when is this double date coming? Have we got time? Uh, I'm not sure. It'll probably be after Ridley finishes. So probably after the eighth. So we got we got another week. All right, I'll get. I'll try and get out on the story at some sort of the weekend, early next week. Um, and we'll see. We'll, yeah, we'll give you. We'll get you the the advice you need, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, yeah, so how, how how are you cooking your curry? What what do you do? How do you make your curry? There's lots of different ways of doing a curry. Lots of different ways. Um, I've done a few different curries in the past, actually. The, the most technical ones, I've actually made my own curry paste, um, nice. which is pretty hard, actually. I really like coriander. So um, there's been a few where you actually use the coriander stalks with some onion and some uh, curry powder and and different spices to actually form a paste and then you cook your either chicken we have a lot of paneer here because we sort of we're sort of a veggie household but we're not vegetarians we we all veggie at home uh but then when we go out all rules are off type thing okay 
That's interesting. Um, so at home, probably a paneer curry. Then you'd you'd sort of fry your paneer off, and then add your um, add your add your paste, and then cook your rice separately. And you, I'd just like to throw loads of shit in it. Just yeah. just go mental with it. I'm a very messy cook. I like to just improvise as I go along. Would you want to explain to me what a paneer is? Paneer like cheese. Ah. Um, not add it for. No, I've no, so, not had it, but I've heard of paneer cheese. It's like a, um, it's similar to halloumi, um, but it keeps up when you fry it, so you can sort of fry it off, and it doesn't melt into the pan. Interesting. Uh, it it sort of stays like a halloumi. Another like unusual curry I saw recently. I went to um, Las Iguanas uh, the other day, and they had plantain in a curry. Oh. Which, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know what a plantain is, it's just a large banana. Right. Yeah, there were some plantains in Barbados, actually. Yeah, it's a banana curry. Yeah, that does sound... See, I'm, I'm not a fan of fruit in a main course. I've I've cooked mango into a curry before. Mango's the only thing, because I do like my curries, I do like my mango chutney. Mm. But generally, fruit in a main course is a big no-no for me. Yeah, a banana and a curry is a bit. I'm not, yeah. not too keen on the idea of that. It smelled nice. I didn't have any, but it smelled nice. Mm. But mango, I definitely recommend. I, yeah, I don't mind mango chutney. I do. I put a drop of that in the curry when I'm cooking it. Sometimes in the mix. Mm. Um, but yeah, curry. The curry is what I cook if it was just me and Sarah. That, that's always my go-to. That's both our go-tos. We absolutely love a curry. Takeaways always curry. Um, but we're gonna have people over. Um. I would cook uh, my chorizo dish. <laughs> Your what? Chorizo. Okay. <laughs> Want to rival that, Grievo? Chorizo. <laughs> my chorizo dish. Um, yeah, so you get your chorizo. Um, you cut it up into circles. You fry that off. Oh, it is circles, isn't it? No, no, when you buy it, you buy it as a, you can buy it as like a sausage. You buy old so, sausage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cut it up into, into, your, into your circles. Um, you fry that off. You remove it with one of the spoons that's got holes in it so that you keep the chorizo fat and oil in the pan. Nice. Then you cook, you, you have gnocchi then, and you cook that in uh, the, the oil. Gnocchi, yeah. It's like soft potato-y pasta. Oh, I love a gnocchi. Yeah. So you, you cut that. You cut that in the, in the chorizo oil. Then you remove that again with the with the hold spoon. So you're keeping the oil in there. Then you put in uh, your Philadelphia cheese. That comes next. You bring the heat down first because I I made the mistake first time I made that. Didn't bring the heat down. Put the Philadelphia cheese on and it went fucking everywhere, all over the sides, all on the doors, all over me. So yeah, you bring the heat down first. Then you put your Philadelphia cheese in. With some boiling water to help it sort of melt and go into a nice little sauce. Pop your chorizo back in. Pop your gnocchi back in. As you're doing that, you're boiling off some peas. Oh. And we will go into how you boil veg later on. But you're boiling off some peas. Then you strain, you strain your peas, you chuck them in, you mix it all together, and that is your dish. Sounds Lovely. interesting, that. It is very, very nice. You can melt cheese on top if you want. Uh, my cheese of choice is usually a red Leicester. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> and then you serve that with uh, iceberg lettuce or a salad of your choice and croutons. Red Leicester and Trifo is a cracking combination. Yeah, you've got um, you've got a lot of different nationalities in that dish, haven't you? It's yeah, I wouldn't know what one nationality to give it to to be effective. Continental. Yeah, yeah. is a continental dinner. That's what I do if I was doing a dinner hosting a dinner party. You got Love the American it. in there, a bit of American of Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teresa is Italian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, you got your, your knock peas. Is Italian. Knock is Italian. You got your peas. Which British? British peas. British peas. We, we do peas. That's what we do. Peas. <laughs> I do my peas in <laughs> in the microwave. <laughs> Sorry, what? I, put, what? I do my peas in the microwave. You I lazy I don't boil them. Yeah, nah, not, not a fan. Rated, though. Like, it's yeah. three minutes, you're done. Bosh. Yeah, but cooking, you don't want to enjoy cooking. I don't need quick cooking. Yeah, it's it's it. like a last minute of thought. Trust me. If you're, like, doing a meal and you go, oh, shit, could do some peas. Three minutes, bosh, microwave. Okay, I'll let you off there. But yeah. if, if you know your peas are going to be in it, you boil them. But I do it all the time. Ah, but yeah, top so tip, if, if you forget your peas. Yes. Chuck them in. There we go. Um, so yes, there are three free recipes for you there that people listening. Um, give them a go. Let us know. Um, yeah, I just mentioned uh, peas and boiling veg. So <laughs> we spoke about this last time quite in depth. <laughs> um, you can get those pans that you stack on each other. Uh, and you can have steamed veg, which Sam uh, spoke about last time. So I'll, yes. let you, uh, I'll let you do that again. That was like my, my childhood. Um, those like that pan stack. You get the big, deep bottom one, um, which you put your water in, and then that's like that's the closest to the uh, to the hob, and then that all boils away. And then you, you stack, and and your stacking pans are similar. To uh to the base pan, but it's got holes in the bottom for the steam to zwish on through. Uh, and normally, what you put in these stackable steamy pans are like your broccoli, your, your cauliflower, any of those sort of veg. And then what I like to do, because the, the the base pan is just water, and you don't want to waste that water. Check your carrots in there. Right That's right. You can you can cook all your uh, your roasted if you're having a roast all your veg in one stack. How do you know what uh, what bit of veg comes when? What do you mean? So do the the when when each one's finished? I think yeah. Surely they can't all take the same time on the stack. They do. Does the top end of the stack take longer? Um, not really. I think most um, veggies take about 15 minutes to boil slash steam, don't they? Right. On average. Um, and I suppose I've always done it. Carrots, peas, anything like that in the bottom. And then you've got your cauliflower if you're going to do some like green beans, maybe if you fancy a bit of monge too, in the middle one. And top one is like cauliflower. That's that's how I would stack it. Okay. I don't know if there's like a if that's universal or just. I, I'd be interested to know if anyone knows. Do let us know. But mm. that sounds. I'm, yeah, I've never actually used them. I've seen them. I've never used a steamer steamer 
stacking pots. It's a very it's a very old school British cooking. It worked well on a roast, but I don't really cook roasts. All my meals tend to go all in the pan, all in. So I've I've never really had the opportunity to use one. Speaking of one pan, the name of my one pot does the lot pot is yeah. a Le Creuset pot. A Le Creuset. A Le Creuset. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that sauce actually has steaming veg, but when boiling veg, right, the top tip is boil the water first. Oh, yeah. Boil it in the kettle. So you turn your hob on, you boil it in the kettle at the same time, so by the time you put the water onto the frozen veg, or the fresh veg, however you like it, when you put that straight onto the hob, it already starts bubbling straight away, you ain't got to wait. So again, it's, it's, it makes things quicker, but not as quick as microwaving them. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, that's that's my that'll be my top tip. Uh, boil the kettle so you got boiling hot water to boil your veg with. Don't do it straight from cold. Um, on a similar lines, but I guess back to the roasties, Vicky, you've you've claimed before that you do spectacular roasties. I do. How, how do you do your roasties? Um. I fully peel the potatoes, first of all. Cut them into probably quarters, um, and then I parboil them. So not fully boiled so that they fall apart when you take them out of the, back out of the pan. So, you, you know, you don't want mash. So slightly hard, but soft on the outside. So they're just getting a bit fluffy on the outside. What were you saying, eight minutes? <sighs> Fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen? Yeah. 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 Um, as, you're doing, as you're doing that, you're heating oil. Uh, in a in a tray in the oven, you take that all out. You strain your potatoes. You pour them over the oil. Starts our favorite little sound. Get caught on hand a couple of times. It's quite like oh yeah, that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it's fun though. It's enjoyable. It's an enjoyable pain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and then give them a little shake around so that they all covers all of it. Cause that's what gets the crispiness. And then what I put on my roasters is paprika. Okay. Yeah, I I very much like using my herbs and my spices, and like I say, you, that's what I mean by when you're cooking your own, you can do the classics, but you can add your own twist to it. That is my twist: a bit of garlic and then a bit of paprika. I like um I like a bit of turmeric on there, yeah. not for the taste. Don't really add much value in the taste. Just makes them turn really yellow. Yeah, it's very satisfying. It's nice <laughs> when a potato looks like it's properly roasted. It yeah. yeah. It's nice. No, I'm, I'm more of a classic, but put a time on there. Yeah, garlic and thyme for me. Yeah, that's a classic, isn't it? Nice. Mm. One thing I've not got round to doing yet is goose fat potatoes. Oh, I, I fucking love them. Next level. Yeah, not done on myself, but I love them. Oh, like, that is my next challenge when I do a roast. What goose... What do geese eat to make their fat so nice? Oh, I don't know, <laughs> mate. I don't know. Is it just that? Is it just a goose thing, or is it like other poultry? You can't. I don't know. I've never seen chicken fat in a in a shop. So. <laughs> That's true. What do, what do geese eat in general? They're so big, aren't they? What are they munching on? Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> big goose. Um, yeah, I don't really know. You know, we yeah. see them like flying in V formation. I've never, I've never seen a goose on the ground. And they're always in like ponds and stuff. Like they're never in the sea, so they, there's not a lot of fish in ponds. What no, did geese eat? Who feeds geese? They're the most geese feared eat? animal on the planet. 
a geese can break legs. Break legs, straight up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're all told, isn't it, as kids? Yeah. Yeah. I I think Molly's man's got geese. Should I ask her what geese eat? Yeah. Mm. Two sec. Yeah, we we yeah. I'm intrigued. We can wait. <laughs> yeah, we can we can fill. <laughs> Um, what did Geese eat? <laughs> <laughs> what did he eat? Oh, oh that stinks. She don't know, boys. She oh, no one oh. knows what Geese eat. What did Geese eat? Can you tell her to text her dad? I'm just going to Google it. He's going to Google what Geese eat. Oh, God. They're vegetarian. <laughs> Fuck off. So what did they eat? They're like, they're herbivores. They eat like weeds and that. They eat weeds. For Candy lines and stuff. Yeah, but I don't know what they eat. They eat grass. Geese eat grass. There we go. Um, you heard it air first, most likely. <laughs> More unlikely, you heard it air first. Geese eat grass. <laughs> Thank you, Molly, for that. That Not is David um, That is yet another piece of merchandise we're going to be pr- producing. Geese eat grass. Geese eat grass. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, goose fat potatoes because apparently geese eat grass and it tastes really really nice. Pick up the geese. <laughs> um, any other herbs and spices that we like to use? <clears throat> um, uh, ginger goes in a lot of my cooking. Um, do you, do you, you 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 buy the root and crush it, or do you get it in a Schwartz pot? Yeah, no, a fresh. Other brands fresh, are available. Fresh ginger. There's a lot of admin with ginger. You got to sort of scrape off the skin with a spoon. Yeah. Um, and then and then chop it finely, but it really adds a dish, and it's really good for you. See, ironically, I don't like ginger. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't like ginger beer. I think it's just harsh. It's like, yeah, I don't like ginger beer now. Yeah, <sighs> mm. you know. I, I eat like... a lot of gusto. I got eat a lot of gusto meals. We get um, we get four meals a week from from gusto. Um, where they send you all your ingredients for a recipe and you you put it all together yourself. And some of the meals, oh my God, it's like, it's better than anything I've test, tasted in restaurants. It's amazing. Um, so, and there's a lot of ginger in, in their meals. Uh, we tried HelloFresh before. HelloFresh aren't as good. Top tip, if you're going to have your, your meal providers, use Gusto, not HelloFresh. Uh, Hello Fresh, they just like you to zest a lime every single meal. Fish and chips, <laughs> zest a lime. Uh, ramen, zest a lime. Steak, zest a lime. They love it. Um, but Gusto's good. And I'm going to cook one after the pod. I'll get my recipes. I'm going to see what, what am I having tonight. Um, this is interesting. Live on pod. What's Chuck cooking tonight? Um, whilst we wait for him, um, yes. I what's your favourite herb? I like I like mint, but more for like I don't like mint drinks. Yeah, oh, I do like a mojito. I love a mojito. 
<laughs> I do. A Majito. <laughs> so it's Trifo, but it's Majito. And I had Fajitas for tea tonight. <laughs> we had uh, slow cooked chili con carne. I'm having chili con carne tomorrow night. Ooh, you're gonna put in the one pot cooks pots all pots pot. I'm not cooking it. I'm going to Las Iguanas again. Ah, okay, nice. Twice in five days. Not sponsored. Other places available. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So what? What are you cooking tonight? Hopefully we can get Gusto to sponsor us because I would like some more Gusto meals, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tonight, tonight I've got one or two actually, um, and one of them is a very strange one. So the first option is a creamy coronation chickpea salad. Oh, Quite summary. Um, but yeah, look, looks tasty actually. Um, I'll show you the picture. That does look tasty. Uh, yeah, that looks good. Are they gherkins? What are they? Uh, no, cucumber. Same or, family. Also, <laughs> a... How do you say this? Roda or Rodder's cream? Rodder's cream? Oh, what, like the clotted cream? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cream yeah. tea, meat-free burger. Oh, no. A cream tea burger? <laughs> yeah. I'll show you the picture again. That's a scone, isn't it? Nah. Not a fan of that. Ugh. This nah. is going to be odd. This one, I'm excited to get this one on the socials. I love that. I want that fold, that recipe folder you've got there. I've got four of these now. We've had that many gustos. Do you collect them? Yeah, yeah, we oh. keep them. So then we can just like we can just be like voila, and for the pod, I've just flipped to a random page. This is a paprika meat-free burger with apple salad and wedges. Um, they're not all burgers. <laughs> another another random one. Herbie meat-free gnocchi bolognese. That was quite nice actually, that one. I'm hearing a lot of meat-free. Yeah. Well, was, like I said, we we eat veggie at home. Yeah, uh, what, what what's the reasoning behind the veggie at home? Um it's it's more Ridley than me. Um she's a bit more on the don't hurt the animals vibe. Um but Equally, I've learned to enjoy the veggie food quite a lot. I find a lot of it has a lot more flavour um, than just meat naturally. So, in actual fact, I'm quite I'm quite happy with the change, and I really like the texture of the um, of the like fake chicken that they give us. It is amazing. It tastes better than normal chicken. So, in actual fact, the move hasn't really bothered me too much. Yeah, I, I did go veggie for a month, actually. Um, and I didn't really miss it too much. Uh, I wouldn't do it again, just because you need to think about it a lot. There's a lot of things that like I eat where there's meat in it. But like, if even now, if I was going to have like a choice between a, um, a, a plate full of meat or a plate full of veg, I'll go for the veg. Yeah. All day long. Yeah, I don't mind veggie option. But I couldn't give up meat completely. Yeah, well, they can't go vegan because there's so much like cheese. I could not, I could not not eat cheese. I feel like the only way we can do it is through those through these gusto meals. To be honest, um, yeah. because like Sam said, it's just inconvenient, really. Like you, you know what you're getting when you when you get a chicken breast and um, you you have your meal together. But whereas when you've got all veggie food, then you have to sort of think outside the box a little bit more. 
It's good that you've uh, both sort of gone for it. So there's a couple at work who won this vegetarian for a long, long time. They've only sort of just got together in the last couple of years. And she's she's a meteor and he's not. And they've mm. sort of found it difficult. Because obviously, there's no real compromise. If someone's not a meat eater, you can't compromise that you have to not eat meat because they're, they're not going to eat it. So she, she, I think the, the woman found it hard adapting. She, like... Because if, if she if he's round and she's cooking for them both, she'll have to do a veggie meal because it's just mm. effort cooking two separate meals. Yeah. So it's good that you both sort of committed to the whole veggie side of things because I think it makes it a lot easier when choosing what to cook each night. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a controversial subject, really. But the whole like turning veggie, turning vegan thing. Yeah. People always go from like meat eater to then full vegan, and then everything's vegan life, and then you hear about it all the time. And then half the time, they don't even keep it up. Like, our our friend Bruce, he went full <laughs> vegan, didn't he? And now yeah. he's not vegan anymore because uh, yeah. he couldn't keep it up. Cheese, I don't under- cheese was a big thing for him. It'd be yeah, same, I, it'd be the same I, for me. I couldn't keep it up because of that. I don't understand why it has to be one or the other. Like, if, yeah. you're, con- if you're conscious of the environment or animals or things, but you still like me, just cut down. Just be like, don't have your meat and two veg every single meal. Have, have I don't know, veggie meals most of the time, but then treat yourself to one of them meat meals because that that's just the way the world works type thing. Like, doesn't yeah, have to be one and if, the you, other. if you go for meat, but you are, like you say, conscious of that, you can go for your organic or your free range. You, you, yeah. You, know, you can pick better treated meat. It's still killed, obviously, but yeah, if you're not worried about it, but don't want to go all the way. Yeah, me, me and Molly try and have at least two main meals a week, veggie. I yeah, mean, it, it mixes up. It's nice. Yeah, jack of potato is a classic go-to. Oh, love a jack of potato. That tends to be a non-meat option. What do you have in jack of potato? Intrigue. Beans and cheese. Ooh. Um Molly makes a lovely tomato Spanish like sauce. Oh, yeah. So oh, let me chuck that on top. Yeah, yeah, chuck that on top. It's good. Nice. Gourmet jacket. Mm. Um, the wife is here. What do you have jacket potato? Hello. Um, definitely tuna mayo. Oh, I like the tuna. No. I like oh, it. Hello. Weird. Yeah, weird. And salad. It's very tasty. Yeah. Weird. Well, apart from the curry, what's your favourite meal that we cook? Um, roast dinner. You do like a roast, yeah. You like the roast. You like, you like potatoes, don't you? Mm-hmm. Very yeah, tasty. You like some potatoes. What do geese eat? What do geese eat? What do what eat? What do geese eat? Don't ask. Oh, no, don't ask. No one knows. No one knows what geese eat. No one knows what geese <laughs> eat. Chicken. What's your best dad eat joke? chicken, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ge- geese eat chicken. Goodbye, <laughs> 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 wife. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, yeah, can I just say she made a cracking appearance on the bonus part? Oh, unbelievable! Yeah, so we appreciate yeah. that fully. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, I know you, you, you sort of gave me the idea, Chuck. I, you know, I sort of did want to do it with Sam, but then obviously, you, you know, just too busy and we couldn't, we couldn't do it until the main episode. I'm trying to get the bonus in in the week, sort of thing. So I just went and did it. Yeah, it was quite enjoyable. Yeah, to be fair, it was nice to reflect actually, because obviously it's it's just 100 miles an hour. 
you know, you've gone, we've gone from the wedding straight to Barbados and then we've sort of come to the end of Barbados then. So it's nice to sit down and think about the actual wedding day and then the time that we'd had up to that point in Barbados. Yeah, 100%. And she she was really good on it. So we're going to have to get her on with us lot as well. Yeah, I think we need to get all the partners on. We used to do a Vicky Trio plus partners pod at some point. Oh, wow. I don't know what topic. Well, I don't think we're gonna. I don't know what topic we can talk about. I don't think we need a topic on that one. Just let it flow. <laughs> <laughs> geese. We'll talk about geese and what they eat. Chicken. <laughs> chicken. Geese and chicken. <laughs> I am honestly reconsidering every single day. <laughs> it wasn't the projectile vomiting at the wedding. That's that's a good afternoon art. That but geese eating chicken. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, brilliant. Um, so yeah, that seems to have come to a sort of natural ending there. Um, covered quite a lot. A lot. Of yeah. Um, so we summarise that now. All of what we just chatted about into five steps of being five guys. Five steps of being successful at cooking. Uh-huh. Um, number one: boil your kettle. Through your veg. Mm. Yeah, I can vouch that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we've done this pod three times, right? And I've wanted <laughs> to chuck this in every single time, but I always forget. Okay. Um, really we'll come back to the part of cooking. Yeah. Get yourself an apron. You're an what? apron, man. Oh, mate. Uh, I'm going to get my apron for you. <laughs> all, all the gear, no idea. I'm going to get the apron and I'm going to get the knife sharpener and show you. Oh, my God. <laughs> We would also put these on, on the gram, I think. There's just good content, actually. Great content. Chugging an apron and nothing else. That'll oh. get our listeners going. Cheeky bit of chorizo. Yay! Whoa! <laughs> Meat and um, two veg. Step two? Step two. I, I'd have to agree with Chug and leave your skin on the roasties. I'm happy to concede to the majority there. Yeah, it's a skin on, touch. but still pa- pa- paprika. Skin on roasties. Paprika with paprika. Okay, right, in, yeah. In chicken-fed goose fat. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of the best things I've heard. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, I, it's one of the best things you've heard. I've had four. <laughs> I've had four years. <laughs> I could write a book. <laughs> There you go. He's back with his apron. Oh, oh, oh look at the apron! <laughs> Hello. That needs to go on the ground. We need That's a picture a, of that from the ground. It's a good apron. That's isn't fantastic. For the listeners, uh, it's an apron. It's it's an apron, but it's also like a workman's tool belt. I feel amazing. He's got he's got it. utensils attached to him on the apron. Gold spatula. <laughs> <laughs> that is so you as well. It's just and here's just the you. here's the bit kit. Good yeah. bit of kit for sharpening knives. Yeah. So it's like this. Yeah. And then you flick that bit down. It sucks to the uh, sucks to the thing, and then you just you pull your knife through here. Ooh, that's a nice sound. Want to hear that sound again? Please do. Yeah. Ooh. One last time. Ooh. Okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I like. I feel that. like heating up some oil now and chucking some on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, we will get. We will definitely get the apron and the knife sharpener on the ground. That apron um, screams losing on Master Chef. <laughs> 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 um, 
so yeah, back to the steps then. <laughs> step one, yeah, boil the kettle for your veg. Um, step two, I mean, I, I conceded here and I agreed with Sam and yourself, uh, skin on roasties with paprika yeah. still. Yeah. Um, step three, get a good set of knives. Yeah. Yeah. And a knife sharpener. And a knife sharpener. Step four. Um, so when much. you when you go to the park, take your chicken to feed the geese. <laughs> Step four, yeah. When yeah, when when you go visit the geese, as it's, it's probably a weekly occurrence for most people. Um, yeah, take your chickens along. Yeah, throw your bread at ducks. Your chicken yeah. at geese. Ducks for bread, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and step five. Uh. Just geese. Marble pots over metal pots. Ah, that's the one. Yeah. That's a strong one. Okay. Get, get either get a good strong one pot. All pot does pots pots. Yeah. Or yeah, marble pots over metal pots. Um, <laughs> and that that brings us to the end of a chaotic pod. You know what wow. I love about this pod is the fact that we've done the cooking pod three times now. And every single one has been completely different. <laughs> and they've all been the best ones we've done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Um, I hope you've enjoyed, and I hope you're actually still here, to be fair. Because I would have gone a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, but I hope we've given you lots and lots of tips for cooking and that you become Michelin star chefs in the near future. Yeah, I look forward to it. Yeah. Um, as I say, send us in. Um, what was I saying? Send us in? There was something. Pictures of your meals. Send us in yeah, pictures, pictures of your meals. meals. Yeah, we will get Chug's uh, apron and nice sharpener on the ground too. We'll do a poll on acceptable for tapas. Yes, we'll do a tapas poll to help Chug in his double date. Yeah. And most importantly, we will see you all next week. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.